Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, we're back again. And uh, for you, those of you streaming us now, I'm live. You heard my recorded introduction. The bandage on my face is nothing serious. I had a skin cancer removed at Cleveland Clinic a couple days ago, and uh, everything is fine. I just don't look fine. But I can, I, I can wear my mask, my COVID mask, and people can't even see the bandage. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> thanks for joining us, and uh, especially the new folks. Uh, we uh, have ourselves quite an audience uh, stretching south all the way to Miami and north all the way up to, like, Port St. Lucie, uh, Fort Pierce area. Um, Drew Oldies has uh, expanded recently, and we're covering a lot more territory. Uh, but even more territory is our streaming on Facebook. If you uh, got a smartphone or a PC and you, you want to listen to us or watch us or do both, we're at uh, facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. That's facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Uh, of course, YouTube, and uh, that's youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Got Rick Kearney sitting to my right. He's our technical expert in terms of cars. He's a he's a certified diagnostic master technician. You might not know what that means, but it sounds very impressive. But uh, I know what it means because he's worked for me for over 25 years, and uh, he knows everything there is to know about cars. Period. If you have a question, anything about a car, your car, somebody else's car, or just something technical that eludes you, so many things. I asked Rick a question when I walked in the studio. My windshield washer is not working, and he gave me a good reason why. I didn't like the reason. He said the rats had chewed through the hose. From Possibility. <laughs> so now I, now I have two problems. I got rats in my garage, and my windshield washer doesn't work. But anyway, Rick Kearney will answer any of your questions about your car. And uh, he's also monitoring YouTube and Facebook. And if that's not enough, we have a anonymous feedback line that uh, you really should take advantage of. A lot of folks don't want to get involved. I mean, I don't say you're guilty of a crime or anything like that. But you have something to say, and you just should not be interrogated or followed up. Too many things we do are exposed to everyone today, and the advertisers know where to advertise to you and me. And it's, yeah, it's kind of a, a spooky feeling knowing that anytime you do anything, people know where you are. If you prefer to remain totally anonymous, we have something great for you. It's youranonymousfeedback.com. Y-O-U-R. A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback.com, youranonymousfeedback.com. Now, that'll go right to Rick Kearney along with YouTube 
Facebook.com forward slash rolling cars and Facebook.com forward slash rolling cars. So if you want to see how pretty I am, and I'm definitely not pretty this morning, but you can look at my wife, Nancy. She is pretty, and she's sitting to my left here. Rick, uh, he's kind of, you know, he's more handsome than I am, but he's in the, He's not a movie star, let's put it that way. But we're we're all here, except for Stu Stewart. And I should say that to our new listeners, my son Stu, uh, uh, who is usually in the studio, has had some back surgery uh, after taking a long time to diagnose the problem. We finally diagnosed, I say we, the, the doctors did, and he had some surgery last week, and he's doing just fine. So hopefully we'll have him back in the studio very shortly. And, uh, he is the movie star. He is the movie star. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a handsome young man. Handsome young man. So here we are uh, to help you buy a car without being ripped off by a car dealer. Nancy gave me the telephone sign, meaning I think we have a telephone call. That's right. Good morning, everyone. Jot down this number real quick, and we'll get to our caller. 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Boynton Beach, where Ed has been holding for about a minute and a half. Sorry to keep you waiting. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Nancy and Earl. How are you doing today? We're well, thank you. I, a few months, a few weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, I called in and I was getting ready to purchase my lease on a Volkswagen Tiguan, and I asked for some advice, and y'all gave me very good advice, and uh, I was pretty much ready to go when I went to the dealer, and I just thought I'd report back to you and let you know how it went. Oh, sounds good. I'd, we'd love to hear it. The I took it down to the Volkswagen dealer down in Delray, and uh, where I purchased it, and they uh, I went to an older, not an older person salesman, but a salesman that we used in the past, and kind of went through him instead of just randomly picking someone to handle this, and kind of kind of explained to him kind of what I expected out of this deal, and and he said we we need to inspect the car. I think he's indicated maybe possibly for safety reasons, and I don't know if that's normal or not, but, but the car had no problems, and I knew it had no problems. It only had 14,000 miles on it and had been serviced regularly by them. So mm-hmm. he took it back, and that didn't take about 15 minutes. He came back and said, everything's fine, but there's a recall, and I was aware of the recall, mm-hmm. and I was just going to make a scheduled appointment at some other day to get it done, but he said, we're going to take care of that right now. So they did that, and then they sent me over to the finance man to, to work out how I wanted to pay for the car, and, and that went extremely smooth. There was no catches, and, and actually, I had roughly figured out what I thought the buyout would be, and it was actually a few dollars, and it could have been in the taxes, but just a few dollars less than what I figured. So they, they didn't add anything to it, and and I guess uh, the previous problems that, that were had, and that problem maybe took care of and you helping me why we didn't have any problem. I don't know, but it went well. Well, good. So it was overall a pleasant experience? It was a very pleasant experience. It was, again, it just went like clockwork. It didn't take long. I mean, maybe 45 minutes an hour I was at the dealer, which is not very long, really, I didn't think, for that. And uh, mm-hmm. and uh, get the, got the update done, so that was worth a, a, a trip back. It was taking me 30 minutes down there and 30 back to do that, so that was even greater on that. Mm-hmm. I do have a, a question for Rick, if I could ask him one real quick on this car. Sure, sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it's been this way since I purchased it, of course. In the, I'm in the lease. I uh, leased it and then purchased it, but it was new. And right off the bat, and I, it's been a problem, I understand, with the Tigons. Uh, it, when you 
coming off of a dead start stop, it kind of wants to hesitate just a little bit, maybe like some older cars did back 30, 35 years ago. It seemed like it, it just, it would, you push it and it would kind of be just a little bump as you go. It's not, it's not like a feeling on the transmission, but I was told back, back when I leased a car back three years ago, a little more than three years ago, that it was, maybe it was aware of it, but there was no fix for it. I just wonder if anything's changed. I have not asked to deal with that since then. That actually, uh, I would definitely check with your dealership on that because quite often they'll come up with uh, updates and reflashes to the computer. And okay. it's amazing how many issues they can fix nowadays on these cars just by reprogramming the computer. However, that's generally got to be done at a dealership and it's usually covered under warranty for, I believe, the warranty period on the computer which is normally like an eight-year 80,000 or five-year 60,000, depending on the manufacturer. Um, but yeah, I, I would check with your uh, dealership about it. Just swing in and say, hey, you know, I've been having this issue. Have they come out with an update for it? Can you please hook the scan tool up and see if the calibrations on my computer systems are all up to date? Good. I appreciate that, Rick. Uh, I'll do that. Uh, because, like I said, I haven't even questioned them since then. And, uh, and uh, in three years, surely in three years, they figured it out. You'd hope, wouldn't you? Yeah. When the uh, 2016 Tacoma first came out, the latest body style, they had so many issues with the transmissions on it that they actually had eight different update calibrations that came out in the first year that we were doing on these trucks to finally get the transmissions to shift properly. Uh, we, were, we were literally laughing because it seemed like they were coming out like almost once a week. And for a technician's point of view, that's a very easy job. We walk over to the, you know, we pull the truck in, hook up a, a special battery charger to keep the electric charge up on the battery, plug a computer in and tell it do the reflash. And we go get a cup of coffee and relax for five minutes and it's done, and boom, you don't even get your hands dirty. So, you know, it's it's a really easy thing for them to do. So they're going to be willing to jump right at it. And the problem is a lot of people don't know about these. And uh, that's, uh, you know, they issue these bulletins that the dealer knows, and the dealers don't do a good job of notifying their customers, nor does the manufacturer. And you'd be surprised how many outstanding uh, service bulletins for the cars that have an issue, and they're never aware of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's well, interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll certainly look into that, and, and hopefully hopefully they can solve it. Uh, Rick, you mentioned that with the with your other car that it was uh, uh, transmission. Is it, is it usually transmission when something like this happens? I always associated like the old days when we used to have carburetors. They got a little too much fuel, and, it, and then it went through. But is, is a situation like this more maybe transmission oriented than it would be uh, engine oriented? I would say it's probably transmission related simply because the fuel injection systems now, the computer controls that fuel going into the engine to such minute degrees. And it's one of the reasons why we've got such great fuel economy while still keeping the power levels up on these cars is because they can control exactly how much fuel goes into each cylinder each, in, uh, each time it actually fires. So, I mean, you're talking hundreds of times a second, the computer's adjusting exactly how much fuel gets sprayed into that engine. 
So, I mean, they're incredibly precise now. Amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, the way I've get around it for my to to not be worried about too much is as long as I come off of a stop sign and just barely get it rolling for a few feet, then it seems to be fine. But if I happen to push down on accelerator just a little firmly, sometimes it's there. It's usually there. But anyway, that's, I'm going to give them a call Monday and. And again, reflash the computer. Is that the word I should probably use? Or yes, or, or check the calibrations for the computers. Okay. okay, good. Well, I'll let another caller come in. I appreciate the time. Well, thanks for calling, Ed. Ed. Uh, Ed, this is Nancy. I just want to thank you for sharing such a happy story with us and getting us off to a great start this morning on the radio. Ed, before show. you go, uh, was that Gunther Volkswagen? Yes, sir. Well, we'll give them a shout out and tell them uh, they did a good job with you and. All you folks listening in the Delray area, if you're interested in a used car or a, or a Volkswagen, a new Volkswagen, Gunther did a good job for Ed. They might do a good job for you. Yeah, we just love these happy stories, especially whenever we just come on the air. So thank you for sharing with us, Ed. Very good. Y'all have a great Saturday and the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Have a great weekend. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget your anonymous feedback dot com, and I am going to give it back to the recovering car dealer, where you can finish your. Yeah, you know, it's kind of an exciting day to day, in this this era, uh, this electric vehicle era. Uh, you regular listeners know we shop uh, the Tesla. I say dealership, but they they aren't really dealerships. Uh, Tesla. Uh, they are factory outlets, but uh, we call them dealerships just because it's easier, and that's the parlance and the, the verbiage that a lot of people are used to. Uh, we, we, we shopped another electric vehicle dealership, and you'll hear that in the second hour toward the last uh, 25% of the show. Um, we shopped uh, the Lucid, and I say dealership, but they're not really uh, a dealership, as I say, in West Palm Beach. Now, Lucid is an electric vehicle that is a competitor much smaller than Tesla. So uh, you regular listeners know we gave the West Palm Beach Tesla dealership uh, some very high grades, A's and B's, as a matter of fact, about the highest scores that we've given any uh, dealership. And uh, stay tuned. I won't give it away. See what happened with Lucid. Um, and uh, they're, they're a luxury in uh electric vehicle uh, manufacturer and dealers, uh, they sell in the high end, whereas Tesla sells both a lower price, meaning $40,000, $50,000 cars, up to $150,000 cars. Lucid is pretty much uh, around the seventy dollars to $125,000. So, um, but we shopped them. It was quite interesting. And it is uh, further proof of the evolution of the way cars are being sold in America. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, we also uh, want to remind you that uh, if you if you uh, can't call, I think we've well, I, th- I don't really think we've called about. We had a call, but we haven't given our number out yet. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and we do have a call. So while uh, you callers keep calling at eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, and we'll take the next call. This is uh, this is from Gary uh, in West Palm Beach, and uh, Mike, uh, you hold on, and I'll be right with you. Good morning, Gary. 
Good morning. Uh, I think some of the most egregious commercials on television, to me, they're snake oil salesmen, is selling all these car warranties. Yeah. Car shield and all that kind of stuff. Like, if you don't, if you don't take this product, your transmission will fall out, you know, before the sun sets. <laughs> um, I just wondered, uh, I guess advertising is advertising, and they can say whatever they want as long as they're paying for the uh, time. But I think these uh, warranties are utterly worthless. Yeah, uh, I'm, I happen to be holding the current issue of Consumer Reports, that's the February issue, in my hand. And I'll quote from page 56. It's an article on how to finance a used car. But basically, Consumer Reports says, buying an extended warranty is usually not worth the money. Choosing a car known for reliability is a better investment. Now, I, I consider Consumer Reports the Bible when it comes to accurate information. It's not influenced by advertisers. Uh, there's no no connection between Consumer Report and any retailer or manufacturer. They accept nothing from the people that they judge. Uh, they uh, exist on donations. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, and these extended warranty companies that you see on television are among the worst. They, they typically overcharged by a large amount and they typically cover the coverage is usually very basic uh, virtually a total waste of money I don't say that you don't buy an extended warranty there are circumstances and reasons that you can you can justify that but uh, you you have to be sure that the price is fair and you have to be sure that the coverage is broad Typically, when you see it on the TV, when you see it uh, online, advertised, uh, direct mail, uh, telephone solicitation, all this garbage that you see on extended warranties advertised is not worth the paper it's uh, written on, and it's very misleading. And, and to address, uh, Gary, your other question, how do they get away with it? I don't know. I mean, if, if anybody were to take apart one of these commercials, what they say and what they deliver, it's, it's, it's fraud, it's misleading. But somehow the regulators let this stuff go. But my, my advice to you and anyone listening, do not even consider buying an extended warranty, especially if it's advertised anywhere. If you want to buy an extended warranty, uh, you can go to, you, you approach the dealer and try to buy a manufacturer's extended warranty. If not, inspect the dealer's offering of an extended warranty carefully to see what it's covered. And as Nancy will remind you all the time, what will she remind you of? See what is not covered by the extended uh, warranty. Yeah, I, you I know, normally say they, that. You caught they, me they, off guard there. They bowl you yeah, away check out what's with not the coverage, covered. Right? Yeah, and <clears throat> to add to what Earl is talking about, uh, we haven't even... Uh, we haven't even mentioned getting these telephone calls about <laughs> warranties. It's just, it, it, it's ridiculous, uh, the number of calls that I get myself. <clears throat> All right, I appreciate that. Uh, 53, 
I think I mentioned this before, but 53 years ago, I got out of the Army, and my first car was a 70 Pontiac Tempest from the dealership down there on 2000 South 50. Is he fading out on your mic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jerry, we, uh, we're having difficulty. Your uh, voice has faded out to where we can't hear you. Are, is it your phone? Or are you uh, on a speakerphone? Yes, I'm on a speakerphone. Okay, I hear you fine now. Go ahead. Yes, I just wanted to mention 53 years ago when I got out of the Army, my first car was a 70 Pontiac Tempest that I got from Doug Stewart. And uh, I just thought I'd throw that in. He, he bought a Pontiac Tempest from your Pontiac dealership oh, down Tempest. in US 1. Wow. I almost forgot about the Tempest. Yeah. 1970. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> you know, it's funny. You think back on those days. I, uh, Nancy and I were talking about it early, earlier this morning about um, we started with uh, you know the longer-term financing of cars. And I said, but the good news is today's cars are so far superior to those that we dealt with 20, 30, 40 and years. You're, you're talking 50 years ago. So, yeah, the, the Tempest, you know, it was a good car at the time. I mean, everything is relative. Uh, the Tempest today would be a terrible clunker that nobody would recommend you buy. But, mm. yeah, Pontiac, <laughs> uh, I miss the old Pontiac. That's where I started the business with my father in 1968. Good and, talking to you. Uh, Gary, if you're still there, if you could turn down your um, your radio, we could probably hear you a whole lot better. Okay, I, I, I think that Gary is uh, hung up. Yeah. So uh, thanks for the call, Gary. 877-960-9960. You can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, your anonymous feedback.com. Ladies, as usual, $50 for the first two new female callers. Give me a call. Give us a call. Hi, a question, whatever. Let your voice be heard. 877-960-9960. Now we're going to talk with Mike. Good morning, Mike. Hi, good morning. Sorry I missed you last week. I was kind of tired, but I wanted to make a comment, if I might. I find that the thing about... I don't know much about cars, but I know back in the old days, like when I uh, lived here in Miami, the radios that they had in the car were made by Delco were excellent. You could actually tune them, and like when I would tune to 560 or 790, I could actually tune the, tune the dials to WQAM and WFUN. Now, if you want to listen to the radio, you have to have a touch screen and it's really kind of sad especially if you can't see what's going on definitely that could be a drawback i never thought yeah. about that but, but that's a that's a very good point uh, uh they need some of these to address that issue mike thanks for the the heads up and right. uh, mike i think the last time you and i talked we we talked about uh you know uh, our idea of you uh, driving the uh, electric uh, vehicle. And I yeah. think that uh, Earl has something uh, to say about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I texted you on this, Mike, but I, I, I uh, uh, the, the autonomous feature of the Tesla, I wrote a, a blog article on it, as a matter of fact, 
Um, and we've come to realize that it is far from perfected and is driving the car because we are now authorized based on the driving record that Nancy and I can drive this uh, Tesla Plaid. Um, uh, they, they, if you don't drive it carefully, they, they turn off the software and you lose your autonomous feature. But while oh, wow. we are driving it autonomously, uh, there's, there's a lot of issues that are safety issues that, that could be very difficult. And they're difficult for us to deal with, but if you haven't ever driven one of these before and don't anticipate these issues, you could really have a, a problem. So I, I, I was over-optimistic about the autonomous self-driving feature of Tesla. Uh, I will say this to Tesla's credit, um, Last week, uh, back between last week's show and this week's show, uh, we had a major software update. When Tesla uh, wants to change something in a car, they just do it wirelessly through the Internet. And you uh, uh, look at your smartphone and you hit a button and it downloads into your into your Tesla and, and makes a modification. They had a major change in the uh, autonomous driving. It's, it's much, much improved, but it's still not there. We've tried it again since this software update. So uh, I'm guessing it'll be a, a, another year or two at least before they are able to turn the switch and let anybody drive a car autonomously. It might even be longer than that. But um, oh, yeah. my apologize to, to you because I thought we'd be there by now and it would be kind of cool because you're seeing impaired to be able to drive uh, from the, you know South Florida to North Palm Beach uh, autonomously. It would say what a boon that is, what a, a great thing that is for uh, people like you that are sight impaired and people like me that are getting older. Uh, you know, I'm 82. Uh, there's going to come a time before too much longer when I'm going to have to take another driving test. I'm not sure I'll pass it. I think I will, but if I don't, I'd like to continue to drive and I could if the autonomous feature, self-driving, was safe. I hope it will be in the next year or two. I, 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 uh, I can appreciate that. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, the blind people are against, especially in guide dog schools in different places, they're against the electric cars because the electric cars don't make any noise. Yeah. And um, here in Aventura, we have a thing called Freebie, and they have um, electric cars, and, and the door opens up. And uh, I understand that some of the people that use these cars, they're against the doors opening up like like uh, they go up mm -hmm. instead of you opening the door, something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And I also heard on um, a show called World of Radio with Glenn Hauser, I heard that a lot of um, car dealerships today are making cars, but they don't put radios in them. They don't want to put radios in them anymore. Really? Well, that's interesting. I'm, I'm surprised at that. I, I kind of thought that radio would be with us for a long time. I sure hope so. And so, so do the owners of this uh, station. <laughs> but, but yeah. uh, you know, you got uh, you got Sirius XM. Uh, I mean, um, I think there's always going to be a place for radio, especially in an automobile. 
Uh, but uh, you know, they're entitled to their opinion. Who knows? I know you can. You've got so many sources of audio and video uh, today with the digital age. Uh, millions and millions of choices, I guess, literally. But uh, uh, how are you going to? Uh, you, you're not going to watch television in a car. You shouldn't. <laughs> and right. and, uh, and and with a radio, how else are you going to get current news? I mean, if something happens, let's say you have an emergency situation, uh, the only way you can you can be directly contacted, I think, as far as I know, is live radio. So. I don't know about that. Well, a lot of people listen to XM satellite, like my uh, mm-hmm. friend when when we would travel from Omaha to different places. Yeah, he would listen to uh, XM satellite, and they do have new news channels on there. In fact, I run into so many people today. I always ask them, "Where are you from? What radio station do you listen to?" And a lot of people don't even listen to radio anymore. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely down. I mean. When you have that many choices, but I think radio will always be a choice. It'll be a smaller segment of the market, but especially live radio, like like we are today. I mean, how are you going to do what we do today? Uh, we're right. streaming on Facebook, we're streaming on YouTube, um, and uh, we're also on radio. So we we you, you want to cover the whole spectrum, and uh, especially for people like you, Mike, you get you're not going to be able to stream us and and see us. You can hear us, but you can't see us. So. Uh, I think you have to offer choices for everybody. Right. Okay, hey, thank you. Keep, it, keep up the good work. I enjoy your show. Oh, thanks, thanks so much, Mike. If you get a chance, take a, pick up a, a February issue of Consumer Report. Uh, there's a great article in there about uh, new car features we love and some we don't. And uh, it may interest you. Uh-huh. Thanks again. Um, yeah, my, my uh, girlfriend's still looking for a car. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm sure she'll... Her name is Violet, and she either wants a new car or a used car. Mm-hmm. I, told her, I told her to call you, and uh, yeah, call I don't know... Tell her, call Nancy, or call me. We'll help her. Yeah, you okay. have my number, Mike. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Tell her to call me. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Have a great Bye. weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to go straight to Howard. He's been holding for a while. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. Welcome to the show. This morning? Thank you very much. I'm happy to talk to you. Uh, I, I just want to tell you of a very pleasant experience that I had. Uh, uh, I, I was driving along, and I heard click, click, click. And I looked at my uh, dashboard. I see uh, one of my tires went down to 26 pounds. Oh. Uh, so pulled over and took out my compressor and put 10 pounds in, made it 36. And uh, I, I realized that, uh, you know, this is not a fix. So then I uh, took a, pulled over again, uh, cut the wheel to the right, took a look at the front tire, and I saw a screw in there. So then I said, I had two choices. Uh, go to a, a place where they're going to plug the tire, and who knows what, how they do it. They could put a plug which is not legal, and the, the correct way is to break down the tire, take the tire around, plug it, and uh, patch it from the inside. So I said, no, nah, I'm going to go to Earl Seward. I said, uh, I trust him, and uh, he'll tell me uh, the exact thing that I have to do. So um, <clears throat> I went into non-appointment, and this is Saturday, non-appointment area, and uh, 
the guy there that's been there since I, I've been, uh, an old fellow that said he, uh, uh, he worked for you when you had a Pontiac place. And uh, I think you, you probably uh, know who, he's, who he is. Um, very fine gentleman. He says, don't worry about it. Just leave the car. We'll take care of it. I gave him all my information. And uh, then I went to the service rider. And I told the service rider that I had. And he told me, you have tires for life. Don't worry about it. Okay, so I was waiting. And then I don't know what made me do it. But I decided to, to walk to the service area, and I saw Rick, and I, I, I said, Rick, I talked to you yesterday in the Earl Sewer Show. So he said, yeah, I, I know who you are. You're Howard. I said, yes. So he said, uh, he, he said I said, could you take a look at the car? He said, I'm busy, but I said, the car is right, right, uh, very close. And he looked at it, and he said, okay, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. And he took care of it. What he did is he prorated the tires. And he gave me two brand new tires and a fantastic price. And uh, I just want to tell you that uh, I was very satisfied uh, with what happened. I got two brand new tires. They threw in a wheel alignment, and they gave me a very fair price. So that's my story. Well, thank you, Howard. Another Pre- happy story. Appreciate the accolades. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Rick, so you have any comments on that? Well, um... I hate to make it sound uh, wrong, but don't feel too special because that's the way we treat all our customers. <laughs> I, Howard, I love you, man. You're you're a wonderful guy, but and I appreciate you calling and telling us your story. But uh, but yeah, we that's that's one thing about our dealership. We do try to take good care of the customers because you you treat a customer right. No commercials. They're going to tell ten no people commercials, about you. No, no commercials. Yeah. Well, I mean, for any business, any business anywhere. You treat your people right, they're going to come back, and they're going to tell your friends, and you're going to be a good good business that way. So I appreciate it, Howard. Okay, another thing. Uh, uh, kudos to Trey. Trey helped me out. Uh, I didn't give you my wheel lock, and uh, uh, I, I never gave it before. You always had a master. But uh, this time uh, I was told uh, to, to give you the wheel lock, and I forgot where I put it. I think it was in the console. I looked in the glove compartment, and Trey was uh, looking for it. He finally found it. And uh, so I just want to give uh, kudos to Trey that uh, he did a nice job taking care of me. Oh, Thank he, you, Aaron. Yeah, he's one of our up-and-coming techs. He is really good. Thanks for sharing all the great stories with us. We really appreciate okay. it, Howard. <laughs> we've uh, got, know, we've gotten the show off to a great start with some happy stories. Okay, very good. Thank nice you. Nice talking to you. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Uh, we're going to go uh, over to Marty. Good morning, Marty. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. Nice to hear from you. I, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to give you another compliment. <laughs> uh, we'll take it. My, my son-in-law, <clears throat> excuse me, my son-in-law has a RAV4 hybrid. And I don't know if Rick was involved with this or not, but my grandson was driving the car, and he heard a rattle. The car was only a couple months old. So they brought it in, and they had to keep the car. They kept it two or three days. They had to take the whole dashboard apart to find the rattle. Now, when somebody tells me they're taking the whole dashboard apart, I figure that's the end of the car. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but they found it, they fixed it, and the rattle is gone. So usually, you know, you don't like anybody messing around, but to take the whole dashboard apart, uh-huh. I can ask Rick, is that a big job, which I assume it is. Like exploratory oh, yeah. surgery, Marty. <laughs> But we, again, we have some very talented people at our shop. And it's a good thing, too, because the entire industry is hurting to find good technicians. Yeah. And we've been yeah. very fortunate to get some good guys in there. You have to have a certain natural talent. You know, I, I love to take things apart. And I'm really good at taking things apart, but I can't put them back together again. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, yeah. I, and I'm, not, this isn't, I'm not making a joke here. When I was a kid... I used to drive my parents crazy. You talk about radios. You remember the old radios that sit on a table? I would take a radio, and I'd take it apart. And my dad would come home, and I'm sitting here on the floor with all these pieces, and he says, what did you do? I said, well, I I took it apart, and I can't figure out how to put it back together. That's a story of you either have it or you don't have it. And Nancy yes. is the mechanic around the house with me because we put I, it together. I we won't. put it back together together. <laughs> All right, I got one other one other question. I'm watching you on YouTube, and I didn't turn it on right in the beginning. And I was wondering if Earl is trying out for a play. Mask <laughs> on. Uh, I was in a knife fight, Marty, and you should see the other guy. <laughs> No, well, I, I had a, a basal cell carcinoma removed okay. from my face at Cleveland Clinic on uh, Thursday, so I'm thinking. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I know those basils are, or whatever they are, they're no fun. No fun, no. That's, that's for sure. But I just wanted to tell you again that my son-in-law was so impressed, and I told him, you got to stick with Toyota. So he's got, he's got a, uh, my, my grandson's driving the Toyota, but... 16 years old, but my uh, my son-in-law is driving a Tesla. So, wow. Ah, nice. Smart, but, uh, smart people in your family. Yeah. Do you? Ha- is there anybody still waiting on the phone? No. Okay, uh, let me just tell you this, if you got a minute. I went over to the Tesla dealer in West Palm, and I said, well, what do you pay for a used car? Everything is done on the computer, and... They'll give you a price. I said, well, can you negotiate it all? They said, no. So their whole way of doing business is... is Computerized, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, CarMax does the same thing, Marty. They uh, they have a, uh, a software program, which is extremely, uh, extremely smart. And uh, you can use that to your advantage at CarMax. Probably you could use it at Tesla, too. Uh, but they are on top of the market at all time watching. The computer watches every transaction on the particular car you want to sell. So they know uh, the current market here in West Palm or anywhere in the world. They also know their inventory of that particular car. If they're short of the car, the price would be higher. If they got too many, the price would be lower. Uh, all the other dealers, including me, when you come in and want a price on a car, uh, basically I make a decision based on uh, what I can buy the car from you for, and then what I can either wholesale it if I don't want to retail it, or if I want to, if I want to retail it, uh, how much can I buy it and still make a profit? But uh, uh, it's I, I'm pretty. All the dealers are pretty much going by the same um, 
guide, guideline. There's a company called V Auto. V is in Victor Auto, like car. V Auto is pretty much the universal digital source of data for what a used car is worth. And you go into any dealership in the United States, they check V Auto, and that will give them a range of what that vehicle's worth. You go into CarMax, you go to Tesla, they say, what is that car worth to me, not what V Auto says. And sometimes you find a gr anomaly in your favor. And you could go into CarMax, and I'm, I'm betting Tesla, and, and get maybe a thousand or two more than you could from any other dealer. On the other hand, if Tesla and CarMax decide uh, this is, uh, for us, is not a good buy, they'll pay you a lot less. So uh, the way to beat that, check with the local sources and then check with Tesla or CarMax, and then you get the top price for your trade-in. Yeah, see, what I'm nervous about, I ordered my car from you from March. Yeah. Now it's almost the end of January, and pretty soon I'm going to have to pay you to take my car. <laughs> because well, the, the price keeps going down <clears throat> every week. Sadly, so, uh, sadly, you're right. And uh, the good news is the price of the car you ordered may come down, too. Um, uh, there's some information in the Coronado News that says that the microchip shortage is just about over. I mean, comparison, uh, in, in uh, 2021, there were 2.77, uh, no, this in 2020. Three, there will be 2.77 million cars that couldn't be built worldwide because of the microchip shortage. You go back to 2021, there were almost 11 million cars. So, with that advantage of more inventory, when your car comes in, Marty, it's going to be the selling price will drop. We're not going to hold you to MSRP, which is what you paid. That's what we charge everybody for out the door MSRP. If the if prices come down, it may come down to to compensate or maybe more than compensate for the drop in value of your trade-in. All right. Well, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for a call from Jason to say that it's, <laughs> it's in or it's it's on the ship or what what it's doing. But yeah, uh, yeah. You luckily, my car is thirty six thousand miles now, so I I might have to keep yeah. it another three years. Well, there's no consolation, but there's 2,000 uh, people that have, we have orders on cars for over 2,000 people uh, that uh, we don't have the cars for. So you're one of over 2,000 having uh, the, the, the nightmare of a, a depreciating used car, and you don't know what's going to happen to the new car. My advice to anyone that has a car in order, with us it's not a problem because we give you your money back anytime you want it, and we adjust the price downward if the price comes down. The price went up, which I don't think it ever would, but if it should go up, you're, you're still locked in at the lower price. So we honor the price if you, if you want us to honor it, and we turn you loose from the obligation if you don't want to be tied to it. So, um, okay. Keep Marty, we All right, well, you're, you're very good. I just wanted to give you that another Thank compliment you. for the day. Thank you. We, we'll take it. Marty, we appreciate your patience, that's for sure. And uh, give us a call again. And, uh, All right. Have a good weekend, and I hope you heal up fast. Because <laughs> He's I don't a quick healer. For any any plays or anything. <laughs> we have a few things coming up, as a matter of fact. Now that you mention uh, that, and uh, we, right. uh, he's uh, he'll be all healed up by then. 
Thanks, Marty. We'll talk to Very you soon. Good. All right. Have a good weekend. Bye. You're welcome. Hey, 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530, youranonymousfeedback.com. Don't forget that option. And uh, I have a question for the audience. Um, Earl and I, uh, as everyone knows, has a Tesla. Okay, so recently we were unable to activate uh, the windshield wiper fluid. Um, we were trying to clean the windows and uh, the, you know, the, the wiper fluid just didn't come out. So I decided to uh, pop the hood and uh, fill up the, uh, uh, the uh, container. What's it called, Rick? The reservoir. The reservoir. And um, I, I really filled it up to the max, and I figured that would you know, take care of the situation. It's a fairly new car. And so uh, we got back into the car and it still doesn't work. So when I came into the studio this morning, I asked Rick if there's a possibility that, uh, I mean, I already knew the answer. If there was a possibility that I may have, uh, you, you know, just filled it uh, a bit too much. He said, no, absolutely not. So anybody out there who has had that problem, give us a call, 877-960-9960 and tell us how you remedied that problem. We are going to stay with the phones, and uh, we've got Victoria calling us from Wellington, and she has called before. Good morning, Victoria. Welcome back. Good morning. How are you? We're all great. The reason I'm calling back is I'm still pursuing my uh, legal action against 441 Nissan. Ah. Uh. And I still can't find an attorney who will take the case. So I'm thinking maybe somebody out there in the audience might either be an attorney or know an attorney who has done car dealership legal work who could call you or text you with the fellow woman's name so that I could uh, get started. Well, this is a good place to ask for it. There's a lot of people listening. We have a whole lot of listeners right now. Yeah, Victoria, the, the problem, as you know, is uh, lawyers, attorneys work on commission. <laughs> and uh, they uh, choose cases that they can make uh, uh, at least a, a fair commission in their eyes. Um, and it's, it isn't a matter of the, the uh, what is the word, the, the importance or the uh, to you, the you know the plaintiff, uh, how how seriously and egregiously you've been taken advantage of, isn't in the equation uh, for the attorneys. And I, you know, they, uh, I have mixed emotions about that. I w I wish there were attorneys out there that would take cases based on on the need of the uh, uh, plaintiff, but it's all about commission. And uh, uh, if you have a, a claim that is reasonably uh, likely to be won, um, let's say better than a 50-50 chance, and it's for a substantial amount of money, then there'll be a lot of attorneys knocking at your door. Uh, if you have a, a claim that's not such as the, uh, uh, lucrative to the attorney, uh, they don't want, they, they, they can't, they're, I sell cars, attorney sells time and they don't have the time to sell for a lower price. And it, it sounds cruel, but that's just the way it is. Well, actually, I have all the proof 
I used to be an auditor back in the day. Mm -hmm. I have all my proofs, including letters from their lawyers, where they inadvertently gave me more proof. And I'm actually willing to pay by the hour and not a commission, and I still haven't been able to find anybody. Well, that's that's okay, and the and then the question would be how much they charge, and uh, you right. know, uh, what I was going to say is a good attorney today, $500 an hour is not uh, a lot of money, and sometimes you're talking $1,000 an hour, so uh, it's still more lucrative uh, when they can do something uh, like a class action when we're talking millions of dollars. And uh, even if they charge by the hour, they're looking for that percentage of the of the reward if they win. Well, actually, I've already uh, because of Napleton lawsuit where they lost ten million dollars uh, from the Federal Trade Commission. I've actually already filed a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission and the Florida Trade Commission. Uh, but again, they don't litig they don't get uh, people's money back. They just find me yeah. uh, the bad people but um, like I said I have all of my proofs and I would think that I'm not the only person at this particular dealership who has had this problem so if that's a mini class action suit I would think that that it is well the only thing you can do is be you know you're you're certainly persistent and uh, uh, oh. I think sooner or later you'll find an attorney that that will right. uh, that will work with you, and uh, you know it's everything. Like attorneys are just like car dealers. I mean, uh, th there's good ones and there's bad ones. Uh, you're probably sometimes better off not having an attorney than getting a bad attorney. So, uh, you your problem is finding a good attorney uh, that thinks that there's a financial benefit for him taking your case. So, uh, w when you can. When you can uh, convince the attorney of that, you'll find an attorney. Before that, um, there's not going to be much help, I'm afraid. I, I know some good attorneys uh, that uh, you know I, I wouldn't call to take a, you know, a, a case because of the fact that it would be costing him money to take the case. So uh, they're in business to make money, and I respect that. Well, like I said, if anybody out there is an attorney or knows one, if they would just text you or call yeah, you with yeah. the information so you could get it on to me. I'm exploring other avenues now uh, with some colleges and some universities. And I'm, like you said, I'm persistent and I'm going to find somebody. Well, I, I'd love You to, have to do the right thing. I'd love to do that for you, Victoria. And, uh, any attorney out there, and I know there's some attorneys listening, or if you know an attorney, uh, give them our number, 877-960-9960. If you're an attorney listening now, we'd love to have you call. And even though you don't want to take the case, uh, let's talk about the situation with Victoria. She was, she was absolutely treated so wrongly by a local dealer, Napleton. And uh, is, the problem is... Not Napleton. I'm sorry, I keep saying Napleton because he's the evil dealer. This was uh, Terry Taylor. Right, well... Yeah, yeah, Terry Taylor, Nissan. Southern, yeah, uh, uh, 441 Nissan. And uh, uh, she treated very, very badly, and she'd like to be able to actually make the point that she's right and he's wrong, the dealer's wrong, uh, and it isn't about the money with her, and so she'd be willing to pay 
uh, more than what you might expect. So if you're an attorney, please give us a call, 877-960-9960, even if you tell us why you can't do it, or maybe you know a, another attorney who would do it. We want to find an attorney for Victoria. She was wrong. She needs to, uh, she gets satisfaction. She deserves satisfaction. And I know the dealer. The dealer is a bad dealer. And I know he's taken advantage of not just only Victoria, but a lot of other people. So give us a call, 877-960-9960. And if you don't want to call, give us a text, 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. Thank you, Earl and Nancy. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome, Victoria. Stay in touch with us. Uh, I will. uh, I have to take uh, Frank's call from Jupiter Farms, but Francis, uh, please hang on, and we will be right with you. Good morning, Frank. Hey, good morning, guys. Always a pleasure to say hi. Well, hello. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. First time caller. I get $10. Okay. (laughs) I'm teasing you. Anyway, I, I... during the drive, listening to you, I already got to the car wash, but I got a moment. Real quick for Rick. Um, I got a 2012 Mercedes, and the little light was saying, you know, service is coming up for an A9, an A9, Alpha 9. Does that mean anything to you? Was that like an oil change possibly? or Never heard of that one. I'm guessing that's some sort of uh, Mercedes-specific thing. Let me try pull it up, uh, Captain Google. See what I can find for you, real quick. What model was it? Uh, an E three fifty. E three fifty Mercedes. Twelve, two thousand twelve. Two thousand twelve. Yeah, Google is our best friend, and they have answers for almost everything. My only problem is remembering to check with Google, but rarely don't they have an answer. Okay, it basically, just says that. Uh, service A9 is uh, just a basic uh, maintenance service um, from Mercedes-Benz, and it apparently is once a year or every 10,000 miles, so it would basically be an oil change and a tire rotation. Okay, no problem. Um, I had a feeling something like that, and I'm not trying to rag on you guys. I was lucky enough, fortunate enough to have you guys do the oil change is substantially more reasonable than Mercedes and possibly, possibly, because it was only 3,000 miles ago, he didn't do a reset button to put it back in sync, but that's okay. We'll figure it out. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Frank. And you bring up a very good point there. For all you luxury car owners, if there's a uh, everyday car, for example, a Cadillac and Chevrolet, Lexus and Toyota, and uh, if there is a lower price car, the service departments are always much, uh, everything is lower. Uh, oil changes, uh, tire rotations, and especially uh, repairs. So uh, if you have a, if you have a uh, Acura, go to a Honda dealer. Uh, if you have a Lexus, go to a Toyota dealer. And you'll find 20, 30, 50% and more savings in the service department and the technicians are trained because the cars are virtually the same you know the skin may be different but what's under the skin what's under the metal uh the engine transmission and all the electronics are, are very similar a lexus and a toyota are almost the same car same thing with uh you know the uh cadillac and the chevrolet exactly 
exactly. Well, thank you guys as always. Actually, um, in respect to that, a uh, very good friend of mine, Anne Marie, was always bringing her Lexus in to see Randy because you guys did so much more for her. So, very true statement. You guys have Here. a good one. Thank you, Frank. Give us Thank a call you. again. Nice day. Oh, I'll tell you, yep. I, I find out I find that out to be very, very true. I thought whenever I drove a Cadillac a million years ago, that's where I had to go to schoolie. Anybody heard of schoolie? They're gone. Um, anyway, I find, as I said, I found out the hard way. Don't have to go to uh, schoolie and tell your firstborn. So you know, I took my my car somewhere else, and it was very reasonable. Okay, uh, we are going to go to Francis, who's been holding from Pompano Beach. She is a first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Francis. Hey, good morning. How are you today? We're well, thank you. You won yourself fifty dollars as a first-time female caller, and uh, right. if you have the uh, time to stay on with uh, Jeremy, you can give him your contact information. Uh, everything necessary for me to mail you a check or you can uh, send your information to our text number uh, whichever you desire 772-497-6530 is our text number that we repeat throughout the show okay great all right well thanks that makes my morning (laughs) very nice Um, what can we do for you well i have a 2018 lincoln continental and it has tire sensors on it. So the other morning when it was cold, um, I went out, and they all seemed to register low because my husband said it's cold, and that's why. But the front right one was extremely low. It was like 20, 22 pounds. So he filled it up and as much as he could to whatever the gauge was, and off I went, and it still seems to register that. So... I'm thinking it's a defective sensor uh, is the first question. And do I really need to replace it? Because I'm told you got to take tires off and all sorts of things. The first thing I would do is check to make sure that you don't have a leak in that tire. Uh, as long as, We did. Uh, yeah, as long as the tire's in good shape. Um, if you can put up with the annoyance of that light being on, it's not actually a requirement. I mean... We had cars for almost 100 years with no tire pressure sensors, and the only reason that they actually started using tire pressure monitoring systems like that is when run-flat tires came out, because the government said, well, if you're going to use these run-flat tires that you can't tell if the tire's getting low, then you've got to have some sort of system To determine if, if the air pressure's gotten I, low. I didn't know that. That's really... Yeah, and so that was, that was one of the innovations that they had to come out with. And since then, they've become very good with those sensors. But like you say, they can be expensive, and it takes a little bit of time to replace them. So it's up to you. Is If you're happy with just using a, a simple tire gauge and checking your tire pressures once a month, or even stopping in at your local dealership or independent shop. Uh, like our shop, we'll, we'll test, set your tire pressures for free. Most places will do that. And if you're okay with that, then, and you can ignore the light, go with it. That's what I think I'm gonna do because just, I mean, I can tell by looking at it if it gets low, um, even though it's kind of a low profile tire, but mm-hmm. I, you can still kind of 
feel it when it drives if it's a little low. Well, yeah. that's what I'm going to do, and I really appreciate this first time I've kind of listened to you guys. So I really appreciate your uh, expertise on this, and um, you have a great morning. Thank you, Francis. Thank you, too. All this uh, free information is great, isn't it? We're glad Absolutely. That, uh, we're glad that uh, you gave us a call. Thanks for uh, helping us build this platform here for the ladies. And uh, we'll get that check out to you. I will get that check out to you if you get that confirm the uh, contact information to me. Have a wonderful weekend. You too. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to go to John in uh, Stewart. Good morning, John. Welcome. Welcome to the show, John. Yes. Good morning. Good. I called several times before. I listened to show. I love. I love the show. And so I, I love so much. So in September. I ordered a Islander hybrid, and so we've been waiting, and so we were driving by, uh, we're just down there, my wife was looking at treasures or some kind of stuff down there, and so we said, hey, there's the place. So we went in there, we were going to see, you know, where, where it was on the list, and so it was like on a Thursday night, there wasn't very many people there, and so we asked for Bruce, who was our guy, and they said, well, he's no longer here, and I said, oh, man, okay, so she said, well, and he said, well, I'll get you Matt the sales manager. So Matt came out there and he said, oh, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's what happened. So anyway, he goes through the whole thing. I said, can you see where we were at? And he showed us exactly where we were, what the car was, and he was just really, I mean, he was really, you could tell he's really wanting to, to help us feel comfortable about what we'd already done. And I really appreciated that. So Matt did a great job. So still, yeah, I'm thinking, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want a hybrid or not now. So I hmm. took and I went to Treasured Coast Toyota here, which I told you about before, and they, they did a, they were really good people, the ones that I dealt with, the Shane guy, and so I think Agent Lightning went there, you said you're going to uh, evaluate him again, so he, she went there and she bought a car because she needed one or something, but anyway, so I go there and he has a hybrid, but it's just a base model, but you know, it's still a hybrid, so we drove that and it was okay, and then we drove the, uh, the XLE or whatever it was, it was just a gas engine, and so... I'm thinking now that I'm going to get, so we called back uh, Matt, and he's going to change your order, and I'm just going to get a, uh, my wife wants the limited of the uh, hybrid. So, because I don't drive that much, so I think that's it. Would, would Rick or Earl or somebody agree with that evaluation or not? Well, you have to ask yourself the question, how, how, how many miles do you put a year on your car? Probably... 2,000 at the most, maybe like, not even that much, because I just, I don't really drive anywhere just around Stewart and stuff like that. Once a year we go up to Daytona for the race, but that's like 165 miles from yeah. right now, so not like a big deal. Well, that's that's important, because at 2,000 miles a year, uh, you're going to have to drive that car a long, long time uh, to uh, pay for that 2,000, you know, for, for, for what it's going to cost you for a hybrid over a regular car. Rick? My thought on that one, and hope you won't take this the wrong way, but uh, I would add up how much you've got to pay for insurance for that yep. year and how much it would cost to operate the car for fuel, oil changes and the like for that year. And I would use that money and just get Ubers to drive that <laughs> 2,000 miles a year. I, I wouldn't a, buy the car. But Rick's serious, and I am too. Oh, I, you know. You, 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 
You'd put half your money in the bank and yeah. and let it sit there growing interest. You wouldn't even need it. There's a lot of that going on, you know. <laughs> and then when when it comes time that you want to do your trip to Daytona, go rent yourself some car of whatever you might feel like driving. Uh, like Hertz has a lot of electric cars in their rental. You could get some quick little toy and you know rent it for a week to do that. And a lot of you, options. You still financially you'd come out ahead yeah. of the game the car sitting in the driveway longer than it's on the road exactly john, john have, have you ever used uber oh i use it all the time See, my wife's a flight attendant so so she'll take she has to go down to west palm beach and yeah. so she'll she'll take the uber sometimes or use some other things yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're amazing i mean they're an amazing yeah, company yeah, and you just follow them they're right there they're yeah. to be there at 405 they'll be there at 405 and they just just get in the car and go yeah yes. I mean, you get a lot of Uber drives for two thousand dollars, and uh, I, I, I think that uh, I, I, I think a lot of people own cars today. I think are, are psychology. I guess it's good for me when I'm wearing my car dealer hat that you people feel that way. But you want to see that car in your driveway, in your garage. It, it just feels good. It's like you know, you feel good. I got my car there, and I, I remember I had an uncle. Uh, Uncle Charlie oh, years ago. Uncle Charlie. And all he, you know, he uh, he couldn't drive. They took his license away, and he had a Cadillac, old, old Cadillac, and he kept it in the driveway. The tires were flat, and all he wanted to do, sit in his rocking chair, look out the window, he wanted to see his Cadillac out there, and he felt good. Couldn't drive it, but so it's a psychological thing. I think the, the younger people... They're going to say, what do I need a car in my driveway for? I, why do I need a driveway? I mean, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put in a, uh, uh, you know. A, a, pickleball, a pickleball, pickleball court. court. Pickleball court. That's what I was trying to think of. Right, Jonathan? <laughs> I play in the victory garden. <laughs> Here I'm a car dealer. I'm talking myself right out of business. That's what I'm saying. I think you talked me out of buying a car. You know? <laughs> we just saved you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you did, yeah, like $44,000 or something. Okay. Well, well, John, great talking to you guys. Yeah, give us a call. Let us know what you decided. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye, ma'am. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Your anonymous feedback I know we've got plenty of that to read later, but we're going to stay with the phones, and we're going to talk to Dot, who's calling us from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Dot. Good morning, Nancy. Um, Have we talked to you before, Dot? Yeah, you did. Way back, you were on the air in the afternoons. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back. Circa 2015, when when things were rough for us. Um, Yes. I gotta say hi to Rick. He's my brother-in-law. Ah, Rick. He's so <laughs> sweet, so knowledgeable. Oh, he is. He's amazing. He's a great guy. Very smart. I want to <clears throat> keep up the theme of good news, Earl stories. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in 2015, I was uh, rear-ended, and my Mazda tribute was totaled. Money was very tight. Um, It was a 2004. Um, I reached out to Earl Stewart, Toyota, and I ended up with, I wanted my my next car to be a RAV4 at the time, (laughs) and I found it a 2004, the same year. 
car, um, RAV4, and I loved everything about it except the aftermarket alarm. <laughs> That's a story and a half. Um, and I would still be driving that car today. You guys got me into it. it you know, things were, things were really tight at that point, and that was the best I could do. I was very happy. I enjoyed my, um, my dinner as a, a new Earl Stewart customer. Uh-huh. That was very entertaining and, and very nice. a lot. Then um, I would still be driving that car today, except, again, I was rear-ended uh-huh. <laughs> in May of last, last year. No, the year before. Mm. Yeah, because I'm, I'm about to make car payment 20. Um, so I'm on my way to Earl Stewart to look at another car to replace my beloved RAV, listening to Earl telling people, if you don't need a car, don't buy one, and I'm going, thanks, Earl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm glad we got people like you. (laughs) (laughs) I I was able, with my credit union and the the car, I found another, I'm in a uh, 2015 RAV4 now, I don't like the color, but I knew I couldn't be picky. <laughs> and I got a, a car payment I could manage, and I was very happy with both transactions. Um, I love Earl Stewart uh, Toyota. I won't buy a car anywhere else. What? Boy, Bless we've got heart. a lot of happy stories today. <laughs> we have got some and great stories. One of the things about the, uh, the last accident... Um, I hope it's my last. <laughs> um, the the price the insurance company gave me, the money the insurance company gave me for totaling out the car was only $700 less than I paid for the car almost six years earlier. Interesting. Well, that's a strange market, and the benefit is you. That's great. At, at that point in time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I just wanted to keep the theme up. Uh, you've gotten other callers this morning that that have happy stories with you guys, and I just wanted to follow that theme. Well, thank you. Thank That's you so much. One of the happiest shows we've ever had. Thank yeah, you so exactly. Much. Thanks, Dot. <laughs> thank you, Dot. <laughs> You're quite jovial for everything that you've gone through, and we. <laughs> um, I have. I have been through some life things that have taught me that. My perspective can change everything. Isn't that the truth? Well, Dot, thanks so much. When my last car was totaled, the woman that whose brakes had failed um, was uh. very upset and very apologetic. And I told her, "You're okay. Your boys are okay. I'm okay. The cars can be fixed or replaced. In the scheme of life, this is an inconvenience." And her jaw dropped. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You just stop yeah. and think about that, for sure. Yeah. 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 So. Well, it was nice right, talking guys, to you, thanks. Dot. Thanks so much. Keep You're, up the good work. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We are. We've got a lot of calls. We're going to go to uh, Mark. I, or no, we're going to go to John in West Palm Beach, and uh, Mark will be right with you. Good morning, John. Hey. Good morning. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, you're welcome. Um, 
I have a question about dealerships. Um, we purchased two uh, vehicles, or, or vehicle, yeah, two vehicles um, from Broward Motorsports, and uh, they, you know, they asked us about the, um, the tax and title. Uh, and he said, uh, I told him, how much does it cost, to, you know, for the tax and titles if they do it? And they were vague about it. They said, well, no more than 250 And we're talking about two scooters. And the reason why I'm calling is, do dealerships, are they required to post what they charge for uh, titling vehicles for the customer? Because when, when I went to go pick up the license plate, they charged me $70 for each vehicle plus another 10 for a service fee, and the cashier would not let me see the paperwork until I paid. Hmm. And I, I just felt that that was deceptive. If I would have known how much they were going to charge, because they wouldn't tell me at the, when I bought the vehicles, I would have went to DMV myself and, and saved $140, actually $160. Exactly. Uh, it, so is, are, is that something that they're required to, because I felt like I didn't get to make an educated guess on spending my money. Yeah, that's not you right. Know, it's only yeah. a couple bucks. Yeah. John, uh, the only thing that is legitimate to the advertised price, quoted price, that you were given on the car to add are government fees, and that includes tag and registration. Now, that's paid to the state of Florida. You also have the sales tax. But what virtually every dealer in Florida, in fact, in the United States, add extra fees and disguise them as fees like they call them dock fees, they call them tag agency fees, uh, notary fees, uh, 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 electronic filing fees. Um, they, they can call it anything they want, and they always put fee on it. So you think you're paying for your, 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 your tag and registration and things of this nature. The, the, there is no fee that you should have to pay beyond the advertised price other than the Florida sales tax, if you're buying the car in Florida, of course, and uh, the uh, registration and license plate, which uh, would be the Florida, paid to the state of Florida too. Uh, the test, when you look at your paperwork, if they charge you sales tax on anything they call a fee, then it's bogus. It's profit to the dealer. Anything you were charged sales tax on is profit to the dealer. The only thing you're not charged sales tax on when you buy a car is the government fees, and those are license plate and sales tax. So you, you have to kind of, they won't tell you. And to be, be fair, sometimes the salespeople don't even know that. You know, they think when they charge you an electronic filing fee, they think that's going to the state of Florida. Electronic filing fees go to the dealer, to his bank account, to his pocket. They make a profit by calling these pieces and segments of the profit fees, and then you're tricked into thinking you're not really paying them price or, or profit on the car. Okay, so DMV gave me a telephone number, because I called DMV to ask them, uh, you know, uh, about this practice, <laughs> because like I said, I didn't get the opportunity to make an educated decision, and so she gave me a telephone number for a dealership um, grievances or whatever. Uh, would it, like I said, 
on the on on the tags and ta- title, um, there was the dealer's fee, which was seventy, and then a service fee of ten. They're both bogus. All the rest, all the rest was legit except for those two <coughs> fees, which totaled eighty dollars. And like I said, for and I bought two scooters, the new vehicles, and uh, cash. I paid cash for them. I could have went to DMV myself and and registered them, yeah. but. They, you know, they made it sound like, you know, why should I be inconvenienced? We'll do it for a couple bucks. Well, to me, a couple bucks is not one hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. To me, a couple bucks is like twenty. If you, if you really want to get the, the horse's mouth on this, you can call the Florida Department of Motor Vehicles, and you can tell them the car you're buying, and you can tell them the, uh, you know, they're going to ask you. Uh, uh, if you're transferring your tag or getting a new tag, and they'll want to know the price you're paying. Uh, and they can tell you what your sales tax and your license fees are. Yeah. Everything right. else okay. is bogus. It's hidden fees. Okay. Uh, they're, they're taking advantage of you. All right. Okay, very good. And then my one last question. Um, we have a 1997, uh, I think you're going to have to Google this. We have a 1997 Hilux Surf, and then it's the model is... Uh, Oh, I forgot what, uh, HRRX, but it's a 1997 Hilux Surf. And I want to know, is that comparable to the Forerunners or the Highlanders? How'd you get that in the U.S.? Uh, bought it. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it goes along with our Celsius. You know, basically uh, what you've got is a Tacoma with the, the cab top on it. Uh, the Hilux is yeah. actually Toyota's version of the Tacoma for the rest of the world. Um, they're available in a lot of other markets with an incredible four-cylinder turbo diesel that gets fantastic mileage. And if Toyota could ever get them here in the U.S. market, they'd own the truck market forever. But unfortunately, the government's playing games. But yeah, uh, basically, it's, it's a... Uh, Toyota pick up the Tacoma as the equivalent model. Okay, very good. It's four wheel drive, very clean. It's only got mm-hmm. one hundred ten thousand kilometers. Ah, it's a baby. <laughs> we're glad we we're we're glad to you. Uh, we were able to help you out this morning, John, and uh, we want to thank you for All calling. Right, as soon as we get it registered, I'll I'll swing by and run it through the. There yeah, you go. I want to get an estimate on it. I want to get a, uh, an estimate on it. There you go. All right. Thank Good you. idea. Thanks, John. Have a great weekend. We're going to go straight to Mark and ask uh, Roadrunner to hold on. And uh, thanks, everyone, for your patience. We're going <clears> to <throat> talk to Mark in Palm Beach Gardens. Good morning, Mark. Good morning to each and every one of you. It's nice to uh, hear from I you, Mark. What's that? Nice to hear from you. Yeah, it's been a while. I tuned in a little late today. So my first question is, how is our little Stu doing? How is his back going? Any idea when he'll be back to... Uh, Earl can give you an update. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping next Saturday. I, 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 as, as I said, the surgery was successful. Uh, he had a herniated disc, and uh, he's doing fine. So I'm thinking he'll be back back to work and back to, uh, to the radio show uh, by next Saturday. But I don't know that. I'm just, I'm guessing. 
Yeah, great. If you happen to remember, tell him I said hello. I will. Um, I got a question for Rick. Um, got my latest car is a 2015 Camry. And I'm wondering, you know, we've got next to the driver's seat, you have the uh, trunk release. And on the, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, seat fob, there's a place to open the trunk. I was very surprised, unless I'm an idiot, I can't find any place on the trunk where you can open the trunk manually or with a key. Uh, am I correct that there's no manual way of getting into the trunk? Same as they've done with like the passenger side door there's no more keyhole there the only way to open that trunk is either with the remote the inside release or if you were inside the trunk you'll see that little yellow handle which is the emergency right. release from through, inside you can go through the back seat and pull that right? yeah yeah i couldn't believe that uh, it just astonished me um i know you're not in the design and engineering of it that you're on this service back end of the business i just very much caught that as a surprise i couldn't believe that but yeah no they anyway, it is, you know the old saying it is what it is yeah but mm. nancy i just want to let you know i remember schoolie i worked for them for a short period of time mm. and i also remembering help setting up for the new car owner slash clinic dinner uh -huh. so uh Time has time has flown by, hasn't it? Oh gosh, has it ever? That's amazing. Well, time I marches on. I well, know you have other callers, so thank I you. Y'all have a blessed weekend, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. I'm looking forward to the. Uh, yeah, take uh, care of yourself, Mark. God bless, and have a great oh, weekend. Give us a call All again. Right, We're going to talk to Roadrunner Steve. Me, me. Good morning, Roadrunner Steve. <laughs> Uh, good morning, everybody. There he is. <laughs> yeah. Just the well, sound of your you voice lights the, up our uh, studio. Did you see the open uh, wheel race car driven by Autonomous that sped around the track at uh, 160 or 180 miles per hour? I did Anybody not. Catch that? Anybody in the studio? Okay. No? I read about it. Sounds awesome. Yeah, they're having autonomous races. I oh. was wishing I would have saw it. Yeah. Okay, the other thing is, I read an article in AARP. If, if you make a certain amount of money and buy your Tesla, you're not going to get a tax credit. Mm -hmm. said, that, if, I, if you buy a cheaper Volvo electric, you'll get a tax credit. It all depends on how much money you you're make making. Your yeah. income. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought so. Neither did so, I. Yeah, I thought you get a tax credit on every electric vehicle you buy. Yeah, the, the, the tax credits are very confusing to the manufacturers, the dealers, and, uh, and of course, the buyers. It's, uh, but it, I do know it's for domestic-produced electric vehicles, so that's one of the reasons why the Tesla is getting a shot in the arm and all the American electric vehicles are getting a shot in the arm because if you build the EV overseas, then you don't get the tax credit. The other thing was the lady who called up this morning about her tire pressure in her car, mm -hmm. Lincoln. Yeah, on her Lincoln. Okay. But on some cars, they don't show you all four tires. It just says low tire pressure. Now you got to go around the whole car putting air in your tires to figure out which one it is. Yeah, isn't that the truth? <laughs> You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they uh, they they evolved now. I think the current models 
All short, all the four. But the Toyota did that when they first came out, I think. No. They always it showed wasn't all four. until about uh, two or three years ago that they finally came out with it yeah. showing where the tire was located on the yeah. car. Yeah. 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 In, in, uh, it, that, there's a nice write-up in the uh, Consumer Report, uh, Steve, and uh, it tells about uh, some of the newer features that we love and some we don't. But one of those features is the fact that you can tell which one of your tires need Air. Yeah, because my friend was going around to the front tire, right? And plus, you got to keep the key in the car. Because this way, you know, when the tire is filled up, it, uh, it would go off. You wear that key around your neck, and you're outside the car, that thing will stay on. You can put 200 pounds of pressure in each tire, and it will stay on. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. Okay, everybody have a good day and a good weekend. Oh, Roadrunners, great hearing from you. We all we all love day. talking to you. Bye. Have a wonderful weekend. Um, I think it's time for us to uh, switch over to Rick and get some of the texts and uh, <coughs> your anonymous feedback. Uh, we have uh, Facebook. We got a whole list of stuff to get to. Well, we're going to start right off with Anne Marie's. Uh, she says, "Good morning." Good morning, Anne Marie. BMW and other manufacturers are ramping up subscription services on their new cars and in parentheses says do you want remote start and cool or heat your car to a comfortable temperature before you get in the car would you like parking assist heated seats in the past features like those were permanently built into the car in the future actually starting in a couple a year ago or now some manufacturers will require that you buy a subscription to access features like these and more Bottom line, customers buy a car with bells and whistles only to find out they can't use those bells and whistles unless they pay for a monthly subscription for those features. Reportedly, this trend is very unpopular with consumers. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> Does Toyota offer any subscription services on any of their new cars? If so, which ones? Thank you. Uh, the only ones that I'm aware of are like the... Uh, Sirius XM Radio is a subscription service. Um, the Entune, I believe, if, if you want to use certain features, uh, the higher level features of having your phone connected to the radio and over-the-air features for the, your entertainment system, there is a subscription service available. And the only other one I know of is the uh, Direct Connect system where you have the SOS button that you can push after a certain number of years, that becomes a subscription if you want to keep that going. Yeah. Now, the cool part is all of those features, uh, except the XM Sirius Radio, you can find alternative no-cost uh, connections through your cell phone anyways, sure. through sure. an app for your phone. Sure. So there's a way around all of that. But to me, that's crazy. Things like the heated seat, it's already built into the car and you paid for it when you bought the car. But if you don't pay them each year, yeah. they're going to turn it off. Yeah, you know, I just got a I I just got a notice on on my Avalon on the um, uh, on my map uh, feature, and I would never have thought I was going to get a you know a notice from them, 
and uh, they said I needed to update that. So that meant that I would have to pay a membership. Why would I use that? I have my uh, my 14. I have my cell phone uh, that I use the GPS on. And you're, and you're so- better off with Google Maps or Apple Maps anyways because it shows you real-time traffic. Today's real-time. So yeah. better off. So you look into that and yeah. do your homework. Okay. Uh, this one coming from Cindy. She says, good morning. While researching a new car purchase in Alabama, I've noticed many dealerships advertise a complimentary, no-cost, non-factory, lifetime powertrain limited warranty with a new car purchase. What's the catch? Thank you, Cindy. A lifetime powertrain warranty is valueless. There's no value whatsoever. In fact, a lot of times these dealers don't even buy it. They just give it. The powertrain uh, is, to make it simple, is only on the lubricated parts of your car. And, of course, the condition of the powertrain warranty is that you have your car lubricated uh, according to the factory recommended owner's manual schedule. If you, any car that you buy that you adhere to, the, uh, the oil changes and the lubrication on that car for as long as you own it, you're not going to have any powertrain problems. And so, therefore, the warranty is worth nothing. If you don't adhere to the, to the owner's manual, the warranty is void because they won't cover it. They'll check to see if you did all the the owner's uh, maintenance. And if you didn't do all the owner's maintenance, you have nothing. So uh, a lot of people in Florida are doing the same thing, not just Alabama. Uh, and usually they're not even nice enough to say powertrain warranty. They'll just say free lifetime warranty on the car, which is, again, is an egregious violation of the Federal Trade Commission. They are, you know, you, uh, when you say warranty, you have to say what the warranty covers and what the warranty does not cover. Nobody does it. So free lifetime warranty, worth zero. Okay. And this one came in anonymous. There's an excellent automotive attorney on YouTube called Whitney Law, LLC. It's W-H-I-T-N-E-Y, Whitney Law, LLC. He's not in Florida. The firm is in Tulsa, Maryland, but he's amazing at automotive dealer litigation and might be a good starting point. So, Victoria, check out YouTube for Whitney Law, LLC. Yeah, we'll check it out, too. And uh, we're like uh, Victoria. Um, I have, I know lawyers. I mean, I've been in business in uh, this area for a long time. know a lot of lawyers. I know too many lawyers. And I call lawyers <laughs> on behalf of uh, callers to the show and other people that contact me. And it's the same thing. You know, what's in it for me? It sounds cruel, and but, but a lawyer's a businessman. I mean, sure, he's got a d- degree and he's got a title after his name and all that, but he still earns money with his time. And if he can't make money, he's not going to not going to do the job. Uh, another one, anonymous. What happens if I don't like any of the cars on your lot, Earl? Can I order one from you? Sure. Oh, yeah. Over 2,000 people have done that. And uh, the, the sad fact during this whole pandemic thing and the, and the uh, supply shortage and the crazy, crazy high prices, uh, the, the, the dealers that had the most cars on their lot 
were the ones that were raising the prices as high as they had to, where they would make supply and demand equal. So uh, when the microchip shortage hit, if you had uh, a a Honda Accord that you wanted to sell, uh, if you sold it at sticker, it wouldn't last on your lot 25 seconds because everybody in the shortage, it was a huge demand, very little supply. So the Honda dealers raised the price 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, you know, depending on the availability, and then they would have cars with a lot. So uh, Charlie would walk in and say, I'm not going to pay $10,000. That's too much. And he'd leave. And then Jane would walk in and say, I'll pay 10000 So that's the cars. On the, if a dealer has a lot of cars on the lot today, he's charging a lot of money. And usually more than MSRP. Hmm. Another anonymous here. On our way to ES Toyota to pick up our new Tacoma. Really appreciate the service we get. But we're wondering, when will we see the Tundra Hybrid? Well, it's already out there. Um, However, they're in short supply. You're going to have to order it, and you might be waiting a while for it. Okay. Al in Jensen Beach says, In your opinion, do you think there will ever be a good time to buy a new car without all the added fees? I think that time's coming. Uh, we have a mystery shopping report coming up very shortly, and uh, you'll hear about it then. We had one last week uh, at the Tesla dealer in West Palm Beach, and we, we, we are seeing an evolution, which is almost a revolution in the way cars are sold. When cars are sold directly by the manufacturers like Tesla and Lucid do, and when, when the uh, manufacturers... Uh, have more control, you'll see uh, a lot of uh, a lot more cars sold at the advertised price. All right, and this one from Bob, he says, "Good morning. I have a 2017 Sienna, and would like to know it has auto climate control. If left on all the time, does it strain the starting of the van?" And the answer to that is no. The computer system in your car will actually turn off the climate control until your car is started and the engine is running for a few seconds to make sure everything's up to snuff before it will reactivate that climate control. So you're perfectly safe just to leave it on all the time. And he also asked, uh, he was a little concerned we had so many phone calls, his text might not get on the air today, but we got to you. Um, He says, is it possible to email Rick with a mechanical question? And absolutely. My email address for anything work-related or mechanical-related is R-I-C-K-K, Rick K, at ESToyota.com. And that's my email that I have for work. And I usually check those at least once or twice, sometimes three times a day. Uh, just bear with me if it takes me a day or two to get back to you. Uh, but Because usually I'm up to my elbows in grease. But... That's how you get hold of me. <laughs> and I do believe that has us. Yep, that's got us caught up on the text messages. And we did have an interesting question here um, on the YouTube. Uh, in the question about the, where was it here? Ah, on the tax break for the 
electric vehicles. Uh, our buddy Donovan came in and he says, the car type doesn't matter if you make over $150,000 a year single or 300000 as a married couple, you don't get the tax credit if you're over those levels. Uh, the car itself has to cost less than 55000 for a sedan or less than 80000 for an SUV. So less than 55000 I think that would cut out only, it would leave you only the opportunity for the uh, Model 3 on the Tesla because I know the S and the Y are both more expensive. And the X being the SUV, I think it starts at about 80. So by the time you even got near it, you'd be out on the tax credit for Tesla. Yeah. And any EV has to nope. be manufactured in the USA to qualify. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. We have uh, 941 on the clock. Uh, do we have uh, time to... The rest of uh, well, well, why don't we do the Mr. Shopping report and then we'll get to the rest of the uh, we got way behind on okay. YouTube. I know we have the mystery shop uh, report coming from Lucid West Palm Beach, that's where we found Agent Lightning uh, this week. It's a very interesting, it's a very interesting mystery shop. And please uh, be part of uh, the voting process. Uh, send us your votes at 772 497 6530. That's seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. Now back to the recovering car dealer. So our mystery shop, as Nancy said, is Lucid in West Palm Beach. Now, many of you are saying, "What is a Lucid?" And uh, a lot of people just don't know what a Lucid is. Well, it's a pretty high tech, uh, very high quality, relatively speaking, uh, electric vehicle. There's only twenty six dealers nationwide, so. They're very small compared to Tesla. Uh, and we have, uh, in South Florida, we have a Lucid dealer in Miami. We have one, as I said, in West Palm Beach. They don't, they don't call themselves dealers. They don't call themselves dealerships. Uh, they call it, they call their location a studio. So we mystery shopped at a Lucid studio in West Palm Beach. I'll speak of the first person as if I were Agent Lightning, our very, very uh, qualified, very sharp undercover agent. Uh, I was greeted uh, by a salesperson named Sam. She asked me if I'd ever been there before. I said no. She asked how much I knew about the Lucid brand. I told her I was comparing it to the Tesla S. And that's for you who don't know the Tesla model line. That's the high end of the Tesla model line. It starts around 40 or 50,000. Goes up to 150,000. So Tesla really covers the whole spectrum when it comes to price range. Um, she gave me a thorough overview of the car that they had in the showroom. And we've got some pictures here. I won't take the time to show it to you now, but it is actually a beautiful showroom. If you're, if you're familiar with the West Palm Beach area, this is in Rosemary Square, which is in City Place, uh, more or less downtown West Palm Beach. Beautiful showroom. Uh, according to Sam, the Lucid Air Grand Touring trim level is more luxurious than a Tesla. And that's what they're going to compare this with, the Lucid Air Grand, G-R-A-N-D, Touring trim, uh, is more luxurious than a Tesla. That's her take. The car comes with a $1,200 wall unit cost or can use a regular 
220 lines. So that's interesting. You can just plug it into a two. Most, most homes have 220 lines, like a stove or something like that. A dryer. Yeah, a garage. Plug it in. It also has the largest front trunk. They call my front trunk on my Tesla a frunk, F-R-U-N-K. On the market, that is automatic. It has an 819 horsepower and can go from 0 to 60 in three seconds. Well, the, uh, my Tesla Plaid will go 0 to 60 in 1.9, so uh, my Plaid is faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person recommended a touchless car wash for the car. Well, I'd recommend that for all cars. Uh, the car also comes with a Dream Drive Pro. This is a, a cool name for autonomous. Dream Drive Pro, which is autonomous driving feature. However, it is currently not in use until it is legalized by the federal government. Now, it's interesting that Elon Musk and Tesla have taken uh, the interesting approach to make the autonomous software available. In fact, pre-install it in some cars and not activate it until you qualify. So uh, Tesla says, we know how you're driving. We have a camera in the cockpit. We have cameras all around the car. We know if your hands are on the wheel. If you drive carefully, we will allow you to turn on the autonomous software. But you can't, uh, they're more lenient with the with elusive, they say that uh, not, they're not as lenient. Uh, they say you gotta wait till they legalize it, which could be a long time. And you might pay a lot of money for that software and not be able to use it for a long time. Uh, this car, the, uh, the uh, Lucid Air Grand Touring trim level, also has a LiDAR system that Tesla does not have, which relies on LiDAR instead of cameras. Now, LiDAR is sonar and laser, so you have you know, radar. Not, not radar. It, it's laser radar, actually. Laser radar. So uh, there's an argument in the scientific community uh, that says that LiDAR is better than cameras, and uh, Elon Musk and Tesla has taken that approach, but they're also going to be adding LiDAR. So I think what we'll see for ultimate safety will be a combination of LiDAR and cameras. I will say this on my Tesla. Uh, uh, they just had another software upgrade, and it is so cool to be watching the screen in front of me because I have the camera view and the sensor view of everything. And so I look up off the windshield, I see the real world. I look down at this maybe six by 14 inch screen in front of me, uh, and I see little icons of dogs and cars and traffic lights and, and even traffic uh, pylons, you know, little orange cones that sit in the street. It's amazing what it picks up. So it's like a, it's like a uh, science, science fiction movie in front of me. I look out the window and you see the real thing. Very interesting. Uh, there are 13 external and one internal LiDAR sensors on the Lucid. Um, and uh, this feature is pre-installed in the top of the line model, but is also available as a $10,000 upgrade. So if you pay $10,000 for the upgrade, you're going to wait a long time before you can use it. And if you buy the top of the line, you've already bought it and you can't use it. So um, 
the choice can be yours. Okay, and for you that just tuned in, we're mystery shopping in the Lucid EV dealership in West Palm Beach. Both the Touring and Grand Touring models are available for test drives. car has tempered glass with ceramic coating and a glass canopy as standard in the Grand Touring model or available as a $4,500 upgrade in the mid-grade model. The screen can be put away uh, while driving. The car's cabin camera can recognize, I love this, the car's cabin camera can recognize up to five facial recognition profiles. So uh, if I had that, when Nancy gets in the car, it would know it was Nancy driving, and I got it, and not me driving. And if Rick were on there, we could have five, five drivers, and the car would recognize you. So it's at your steering wheel, your seat, your air conditioning preferences, anything you want to set for a personal preference would automatically be noticed by facial recognition. You also get two key cards, two key fobs, and an app on your smartphone. The key fobs will recognize and set the car when approaching it. and also hold up to five pictures per profile for sunglasses and hats. Wow. The and your face mo- mask. Yeah, yeah. The high-end model also includes uh, massage chairs. Well, everybody's got that, right? <laughs> you wouldn't want to get out of it. Well, Toyota's got massage chairs, right? No. I think so. We've got a lumbar adjustment, but not a massage chair built what in. What have I written in? Maybe, oh, Lexus. My Lexus had a massage chair. Lexus might have, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, Lucid uses a universal network, uh, charging network, unlike Tesla's proprietary charger. The car can charge <coughs> on the Electrify America network. Haven't heard about that. I'm sure a lot of people have. Comes with a pro- promotional offer of free charges. The Grand Touring model, top of the line Lucid, can charge up to 300 miles in uh, 20 minutes. That's pretty good. While other models, I think Tesla can do the same thing. Uh, 80%, I think, in 20 minutes for Tesla. While other models can charge up to 300 miles per 30 to 35 minutes. Hmm. This depends on the car's kilowatt charging capabilities. The car will only accept kilowatt hours it is capable of handling. The car can connect to Alexa Voice, but not Apple or Google CarPlay yet. However, it will have over-the-air updates when it becomes available. Tesla has that. There's a $1,500 delivery fee from Arizona uh, to the home or service center in Riviera Beach. When it comes to service, Sam said 80% of repairs are done through mobile service in the driveway. That's interesting. Remember, this is a, a luxury car, so they can afford to do stuff like that. The Lucid Air has a base model called the Pure, which costs 87400 a, a base model for eighty seven grand. That tells you you're talking luxury car. The Touring model starts at 107400 with no upgrades, and the Grand Touring model starts at 139000 and can be fully loaded for 154000 That'll give you the autonomous features, I guess. The, the deposit for the base model is only 300 bucks. <laughs> you're, buy, you're buying a $154,000 car, you get them $300, okay. While the midterm and touring models, oh no, the midterm have higher. That'll cost you a $1,000 deposit to buy the uh, $154,000 car. The delivery time for the pure model is six months or longer, mm-hmm. while the mid or top of the line models have a delivery time of three to four months. Lucid is producing cars based on the car parts they have available. There are no dealer fees. 
Salesperson was unable to provide me with a final bill to take a picture of, but she did have some inventory available and offered to help me build and order a car when I was ready. She mentioned that she doesn't work on commission. She showed me a picture of a customer bill for a Turing trim level, which was fully loaded, excluding uh, an upgrade. The total cost was $136,789, including taxes and fees. Huh. The base model, the turret model, is 107400 and no additional upgrades. The customer in the example did not upgrade to a 21-inch wheel, as would have resulted in a decrease in mileage and not be suitable for other weather conditions. The salesperson mentioned that they do not work on commission. They mentioned that twice. I think that's so unusual. Mentioned twice. And I would not be able to order from her directly, but my name would be tied to her in the system. She offered me to offer to help me build an order car when I was ready, but she would not make anything from the sale. She really hammered that, which is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's gonna get, she doesn't care what you pay for it. Uh, she gets a salary, and she just tried there to sell the product, not sell the price. She was very knowledgeable and not pushy, and I found her to be, listen to this, folks, for you regular listeners that listen to this show for a while with Agent Lightning, You've never heard this before. Agent Lightning says, I found her to be the nicest salesperson I've encountered so far. And that's a lot of salespeople. Agent Lightning was very impressed with Sam. I presume that stands stands for Samantha. And we're going to be looking for your votes. And that's the Mystery Shopping Report. The second electric vehicle dealer we shopped, Tesla, about three weeks ago, I think. And this week, Lucid in West Palm Beach. <clears throat> so we, uh, you could text us or Facebook us or uh, let us know what you, how you grade that on a scale of uh, A to A to F. We grade it on the curve, and so we're not looking for perfection. We just look, we're looking for the best of the existing dealers. And the last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was, the Tesla dealer got the highest grades we've ever seen. So. Get those grades in, and we'll give them a grade and either put them on the recommended list or the do-not-buy list. Any any uh, scores so far? We're looking for them right now. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right. We've got Johnny Z. Fraidley. Says, sounds like an A to me. Tim Gilliland in Yuma. He's out in Yuma right now, which, as a matter of fact, uh, according to Negan 1, that's right in the area where Lucid is made in Arizona. Right. And Tim says, that's an A. Rocky Blockatiel, A is for awesome. Omega Rojo, A. Mark Ryan with an A. Ah, let's see here. Joseph Kelleher, A. Mark from St. Louis, grade C. Kind of confusing sales presentation. All right. Yeah. Negan one. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people working at the factory. They have a lot of issues in parts supply and employee treatment isn't good. No vote. Ah, abstaining from the vote. We got uh, nothing coming in on Facebook right now. Here we have Tom Steckel. This easily deserves an A. Hope this can make its way to other dealers. Las Caretas 31, A. Brian Sedlatko. A for Samantha. 
And ah, here we go with them coming in on the text. Mark and Palm Beach Gardens. Nice review. B plus plus plus. I think that equals an A, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Bob from Maryland. A for Lucid and Sam. Jonathan in Wellington. This pains me, but I must give this dealership an A. You know I'm no pushover. Well, one of the things I'm curious about, though, is Lucid, uh, like Tesla, are they a dealership or would that be considered a factory outlet store? It's a factory outlet store. I, the dealership is just, it's a misnomer. They're not, uh, there's nobody, there's no middleman. Uh, Lucid is selling you the car directly and they have, that's the reason they call it a studio instead of a dealership. So and they have service centers and studios, which are display areas. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John Strine says, A, I guess if you're charging that kind of money for a car, the sales experience should be exceptional. True. And yes, obviously, Lucid is very much a luxury car brand, and they're they're going for the higher market. Yeah, they sure are. But I myself, I I would say yeah, that's that's an A for me. I mean, that's yeah, that just is a is a great experience from what I can see. Yeah, I agree, Rick. Um, I really like the fact that they call it a studio. I give uh, Sam an A. I give Agent Lightning an A, and it definitely was a great report um, from uh, Lucid of West Palm Beach. I give it an A. I'll make it unanimous. I give them an A too. On the comment about Lucid, uh, they're uh, they're not financially shaky right now. Uh, they are well financed. Um, I don't know about the way they treat their employees. There was a comment on. Of, of Facebook or YouTube, YouTube from YouTube. Negan One, yeah, and uh, that's a shame. But we're we're grading them on how they retail the car. Uh, if anybody from Lucid is listening, treat your employees right. Uh, it's not uh, you know, come to back some, and bite you if you don't do that. According to some reports about Lucid, um, they uh, compare it to the Tesla, and uh, they say that it's uh, superior in efficiency and it's faster charging. And uh, that would—that's what gives uh, Lucid Air an yeah. easy win yeah, the, the vehicle, over Tesla. The, the vehicle gets some high-quality uh, grades, uh, but it is so small, and they're taking a dangerous approach by starting with luxury and then moving down to the low price spread. Tesla went the other way. I think Tesla took the right way. So we—I think we're about ready to wrap Absolutely. it up. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you for joining us here at Earl Stewart on Cars. We'll be back uh, right here next week at 8 a.m. Have a great weekend. We'll see you then.